What is up, y'all? Listen, if you missed out on Peak Partnership 2022, then you have been living in absolute FOMO for an entire year. And you know what? I don't want that for you. But I got good news for you. Peak Partnership 2023 is coming up. So, man, we can't wait for you to join us in Orlando, Florida. It's February 17th through the 19th. And I'll tell you this, it'll be an even bigger and better event. We're talking more people to network with, more opportunities, more multifamily opportunities, awesome headliners, and of course, your boy Tyler Devereaux is going to be up there speaking as well. It's the event of the year, and I can promise you this, you will not want to miss out. So listen, visit mfmpeakpartnership.com. I'll say it again, mfmpeakpartnership.com for more details and reserve your seat right freaking now. This event is going to be epic. You do not want to miss out. So click the link in our description to register. Sincerely, what are you waiting for? Click the freaking link, mfmpeakpartnership.com, and register. And I cannot wait to see y'all there. Aloha. Welcome to this episode of the Growth Cast. It is me, Jackson Campbell, again, joined with Dallas Pruitt for today's extended cut episode. I'm very excited to be here with y'all. Before we dive into what we're going to talk about today, just a quick reminder to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast if it's your first time here. Um, if it is your first time here, let me give you a quick rundown of what the Growth Cast is. Monday through Thursday, we have daily drips provided by Dallas Pruitt, who is he, who is here joined with me today. He does three to five minute episodes again, Monday through Thursday to get your mindset straight before you start your day. And then on Friday, we have a Tyler Devereaux who jumps on and does an Aloha Friday episode where he's either being interviewed by myself where I ask him a, a multitude of questions so we can gain some knowledge from him or where Tyler is interviewing other high-level guests as well. If you're tuning into this episode, the episode that was recorded and dropped right before this one was actually Tyler Devereaux interviewing Inky Johnson. So if you haven't listened to that one, go back to that one. Very powerful episode that I am guarantee that you will gain something from. But that's what we do here on the Growthcast. Can't forget about Saturday. Saturday is the extended cut episodes where I, I get the opportunity to interview Dallas and we talk about the book of the month. So it is the beginning of a new month. So we'll just dive right in to what that book is going to be. This month, the book that we're talking about that we will talk about on these extended cut episodes is Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink and Leif Babin. Very, very, very powerful book. But we're going to dive in. Dow, let's just like dive saying, right in. I feel like let's, saying get some. Get some. What he said? Get some. Get some. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're going to maybe even talk about, we're going to even maybe talk about something else that they used to say. I feel like I need to into. talk in that kind of voice during you know, this episode today. I know. Have you listened to this book? Oh, dude. Yes. I love it's it. It's Jocko, isn't it? Isn't it it's Jocko? One of, a, one of a kind, man. Like that, his voice incredible. is undeniable and it, it creates an impact. I, it does. You know? So if you do like to listen to books, big recommendation is to listen to this one. It's, uh, it's um, I just said his name. Why did it just go? Uh, Jocko. Jocko Willink. Jocko yeah. reading it. Um, yeah, very powerful. And it does totally add to what he's trying to teach, hearing his voice um, talk through these things. Totally. But Dow, what, what principle from the book do we want to dive into today? Yeah, so we're going we're gonna to jump into um, a, little, a little section here in just a second. This book, I just wanted to kind of preface, you know, extreme ownership, the, the principle in and of itself at its root is, is really this idea that if you want to be a leader, you must first own everything in your world, right? You, you have control over so much. And until you can learn how to control the controllables within your own life and lead yourself, um, it's really tough to reach your potential as a leader 
of a team, um, a leader of a family, a leader of a business, a leader and of yourself. That's where it is. That's where it starts. Right? Is like yep. you. You are. You are the leader of your life, and yeah. that's one thing that I pulled. I mean, I pulled so much from this book, but just at its heart, at its root, I mean, just to kind of like give a summary there, you know, it's very tactical um, as a book written by a Navy SEAL would be. Um, and so, but yeah, if you are struggling, if you are struggling to control the controllables, if you're struggling to lead yourself, again, this is a great, this is a great resource, but also if you are a leader of teams and you find yourself in the midst of chaos in, you know, your company, your business, hell, your family as mom or dad at the helm, like it's a great resource. It's a great resource. And the application of the principles is universal across the board. Um, so anyways, just wanted to kind of first time. No, let me, I want to add on something there. The first time I read this book, the biggest takeaway that I got from this book is that if you really understand this book and, and, and you really put the principles that it teaches to work, what it does is it completely eliminates victimhood, that victimhood yeah. mentality that everything's happening and you're not in control. And there's all these outside forces that are, that are affecting you. So that would be my, that would be my quick thing. If you, if, if you were struggling with being with feeling like you're the victim of terrible circumstances and you're having a hard time taking complete control of your life and control of these outcomes this book will completely change the way you think about think about think about things that happen to you and and how you can attack them so it's a very powerful book i just wanted to add that it's interesting you bring that up before we jump in um i believe that this book was uh, at the tail end of my career, when I was um, a teacher in in the public education system. So those that don't know, background story on me, short and simple. I used to teach high school. Um, I used to teach high school in the public education system. And that's where I got my start in education, in my professional life, um, as an educator, as a teacher, as a speaker, if you will. Um, and I remember starting my company and building that out at the same time as working, you know, 40 to 50 hours a week in the school system and being dad and everything else. And then just being frustrated about the system, the broken system of public education. I was a part of it, you know, and I remember falling into victim mentality. And I remember reading this book as I was building my company and working with other um, leadership groups and, and companies uh, in my home state, leaving work to go, you know, deliver on what I needed to with my personal business um, and getting excited about the growth there. And and this was a huge contributing factor to my growth at that stage of the game. Um, but what I wanted to point out was, interestingly enough, after I finished this book, put put the principles into practice, was really purposeful and strategic about like not just reading it, but like really making changes in my life. Uh, I, I got to a stage where I freaking loved my job. It was the most interesting paradoxical thing on the yeah. face of planet earth where it was like, you know, I'm this entrepreneur who's trying to grow my company and my business. And prior to reading this book, I didn't quite grasp these principles enough to not get frustrated or feel like a victim because of what was going on at my personal job. And I'd find myself in this like in-between world of, of being excited, but then pissed off, you know, like a victim, but not a victim. And when I got done with this book, 
dude, I remember telling my wife when I finally exited my career and, you know, my, my, what was producing on the business front surpassed, you know, my income in, in education, very strategic process there. Um, I remember telling her, oh man, this is weird. Like I'm exiting my career in public education, but because of books like this, I had become such an owner of the environment and such an owner of myself within that environment and such an owner of all the things that were happening. I was super happy. So I guess I wanted to point that out as like, I don't care whether you're an entrepreneur trying to do something great. You're in a professional career trying to do something great. You're a teacher and a dad and a business owner like I was, or you're two of those three things or you're five of other things. It does not matter. At the end of the day, the root is you've chosen all of that. You've chosen all of that and you get to choose your happiness within the discipline you provide yourself in those aspects because you you bit off those pieces and you chose to chew them all off at the same time. And that was that awakening for me. And I do believe that was a huge contributor to my level of happiness and kind of this weird paradoxical like sting when I left my professional career in education, which was, I'm going to miss this place. I'm going to miss all the things I own here. I'm going to miss the impact I'm able to have here. I'm going to miss the impact this has on my life. And so just a super powerful it is a resource. It really, no, dude, I love that experience. And I love that you shared that. Thank you for sharing that. Another thing just alongside of those is when you take ownership of even the problems, when you take ownership of the things you don't like, again, kind of just to wrap up this, this, this experience, dude, you end up taking ownership of it. And then it's fun. You have nobody else to blame. You have nobody, you have no finger to point anywhere at extenuating circumstances or anybody else. But it becomes it becomes fun because now you're in control and you get to decide how the outcome is, right? We can't always explain. We can't always decide what happens to us. That's true. We can't always decide what happens to us. But what we can do is we take ownership on the actions leading from that. Whatever we can control how we respond. We can control how we respond, and um, it's a perfect segue to in the forward of the book. He he. Um, states this. He says, they made no excuses. Instead of complaining about challenges, he's talking about the SEALs, right? They Then leaders um, from his perception, right? Writing the book. They made no excuses. Instead of complaining about challenges or setbacks, they developed solutions and solved problems. They leveraged assets, relationships, and resources to get the job done. Their own egos took a backseat to the mission and their troops. These leaders truly led. And that 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 kind of summarizes what we just broke down. You know, the no excuses, the mentality of it's all good. You know, um, those that have been a part of our education understand there's there's a, a section um, where we break down stress and how the proper response to stress should be. Uh, it's all good. Period. Not like no bad stress, no good stress. Stress is just stress, and our response to stress um, can really build us up, and and we can become more courageous. Um, in life based off the way we respond to stress. And so if you really view it that way, like all stress is good stress. Mm-hmm. And it made me think of um, in recent news, um, bring some recency into today's episode with this new book of the month. Um, anybody who likes the playoffs in the NFL, um, I don't know how many Jaguars fans are out there. Probably pretty, <laughs> probably a pretty small number. I better watch what I'm saying. We got a pretty, pretty solid home base in Florida, but my assumption is that I think Jay Carter, I think our own Jay Carter is a freaking Jaguars fan. If I'm I think not he is mistaken, but I think he is of 10 maybe. So, but, uh, 
I became 11, I guess. I became 11 with this response. So Trevor Lawrence was interviewed um, in, an, in a game recently against the Chargers. Um, and did you catch this game? <clears throat> no, so I haven't watched. Chargers are up by a ton at okay. half. And Trevor Lawrence has had the worst game of his career. Worst half, really. He's thrown four interceptions and he's playing atrocious. It's just not going well, right? And, well, okay, so fast forward. Jaguars end up winning. Yeah, I knew that there was a massive comeback. It's a massive comeback. Trevor Lawrence has the best half of his career right immediately after within the same night of his worst half of his career. And so they asked, they wanted to like peek into his mind. You know, we talk about mindset. And he said, like, what were you thinking? And he said, the only thing I could think of at halftime when I thought about the four interceptions and the way I played was good, good. And he goes, where'd you get that from? He goes, I actually got that from Jocko Willink. I was listening to some extreme ownership stuff and he was talking about Jocko's content and everything else. And he said, and the only thing I could keep thinking was good, like adversity, good challenges, good, you know, and it made me think of this other part that I wanted to highlight this week. Um, and this principle I wanted to drive home. This was, this was, uh, them, uh, telling a story. It's later in the, in the book, um, under the plan, uh, under the plan chapter. And he says, Jocko looked at me and he said, I guess you guys are going to get some. He said with a confident smile and a nod, he fully understood the risks, but he also knew our plan was sound and our assault force and supporting assets were well-prepared to meet the enemy threat. I guess so, I said, smiling back at Jonko and nodding in agreement, adding a phrase we used when facing anything particularly challenging or miserable. Good times, good times. And that is a crucial branch of living a growth mindset is your response to challenges, embracing challenges, right? Growth mindset of individuals, leaders, if you will, when a challenge pops up, they don't stray away from it. In fact, what great leaders do, leaders of themselves, and thus be being able to be better leaders of others, um, they prepare for those. Right. I thought about Trevor Lawrence in that story. You know, it's like the only way a guy like that could have a response at half of good is because he has worked his tail off, and he's been in that situation not just once, but a bunch of times before at some capacity. And he said good multiple times prior to. If I can add something. Yeah, go ahead. I watched it. I sent you this video from from the doctor just to add some science behind everything that you're talking about right now. Is when you say good to challenges, when you tell yourself this is good, this is pushing me, this is helping me grow, I'm actually enjoying this. You're changing your brain. You're changing your receptors in your brain to release dopamine, the stuff that makes you feel happy and good, during times of challenge and difficulty and stress rather than creating a, a separation and putting that feeling of success on an item or on a trophy or on the outcome. You're putting the happiness, you're putting that struggle or you're putting that happiness on the struggle and on the stress. And when you do that, you change your brain, dude. You actually change. You're reinforcing to yourself to do hard things because that's good. It makes you feel good and it's going to help you grow. It's It's incredible. 
It's incredible, dude. It's a game changer. It that is. literally is the the uh, the main focus today. If there's one thing we can glean from today's episode, it it is your your body, your mind. It literally will wire itself appropriately, right? We talk about growth mindset when we choose the proper mental response which is so interesting because it has to be a mental response first, then our physical body follows mm-hmm. and words Man. help, but it's crazy. That's how that gold. Works. So Kelly McGonigal, she's somebody who's done groundbreaking work in this aspect as well. She's a, she's a professor from Stanford. And she said that you can literally, you can literally change your, your biological makeup to become a courageous person. When you do this, that's literally where courage comes from. Instead of, leaning away or running away from something that's stressful. When you lean into something that's stressful and you tell yourself, Hey, this is good. You recognize that it's a good thing for you. Challenges help you grow. When you recognize that and you wire your brain, then your body can follow suit. And, and, and then thus your life changes. Right. And, and so, um, it's just, good. and it's interesting because the data backs it up. You know, they they asked about heart disease. She was, she was researching heart disease and, you know, she basically came to the conclusion that what, what is the major, one of the major contributing factors to heart disease, to arteries, having issues and all this stuff, right. With your heart is actually people's response. Heart disease, one of the major contributing factors per her research was not diet and all these things. It was that people run and have a bad perspective or response to stress. They run away from it. And if people would understand what stress truly is, it would change their lives forever. And they can re. But the cool thing is, she gave an anecdote, antidote, which was you can train yourself to run towards it. You can train yourself to lean into it. You can train your response to go, Hey, good. I threw four interceptions. Good. Adversity. Good. Now you're following those kinds of paths in your life. And it's like, Oh, and then you look back and go, Oh my gosh, like life did happen for me. All those hard things, they happened for me. So anyways, I love the route that took because it's extremely, it's a complete and utter life changing thing um, to literally just cultivate the proper response to stress. And I do believe that that does, I mean, my personal belief is that life was designed that way on purpose, right? Yeah. Like at the root of truth, like it's supposed to be messy. It's supposed to be really hard. It's supposed to be challenging yeah. because look at what it does for us as people. Look at yeah. what that does. And I, 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 I don't mean to get theological with everybody, but I love to hold on to the belief and idea that, that, Dude, somebody laid that out for me one day prior. Somebody laid that out, and I got so excited and jacked about that idea, that truth. I got so pumped because I was like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Because it was all laid out for me, and I was like, oh, send me now. Send me now. I'll go. And it's it's just a game changer, man. So is, I'm grateful for today's episode. This was me this was a too. Fun one. I'm excited about diving further into this book as the month progresses. Likewise, I just want to add one thing here as as you as you kind of wrap up. Like this is all incredible stuff, Dal. But there's I just want to add this. You're gonna as you take ownership of things, challenges are gonna become easier. 
They really will. Challenges, like you're saying, dude, they will become easier. But that's exactly when you know you've grown and now it's time to find new challenges that are going to push you to utilize that exact same method, but now with a different challenge and now with a different stress. And that's how growth and that's how Absolutely. growth combines, right? It, it compounds that way. So, so, so valuable. I loved this episode so much. Dallas, thank you so much, man. Thank you so much for teaching, um, pointing out these, these important principles. I'm very grateful for you. So thank you, man. Crushed it. Thank you. That was a yeah. fun one. What we got to close out with a with a get some. We got it <laughs> real like, quick before before we close out this month. For everybody listening, we're going to continue to talk about extreme ownership every Saturday in the month of February. So grab a copy, read along with us. Even if you don't read the whole book, open it up. There's so many powerful, powerful things to be learned in this book. That, and that's what we're going to be talking about this month. So grab a copy and 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 get to reading. Dallas, thank you again so much for your thank time, you, man. What 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 do we want to sign out with? We're going to sign out with get some. Get some. Classic Jocko Willink. Ready? Three, two, one. Get, get some. some. <laughs> there we go.